hi Chris. Good morning. Are you able to tell us a bit more about yourself and your experience in the decision to influence and write this book? Yeah, uh, thank you. I, my name is Chris Wright. I've been um, an IT auditor now for over 35 years and during that time I've seen quite a lot of change. Um, I've worked at a wide variety of organisations and the inspiration for this book really was that I'm finding a, a new generation of IT auditors that don't understand the, the basics and the background and the issues that we've faced in the past, many of which are still relevant even with the, the technology that's around and, and the changes that have occurred. So how would you define information-based risks and threats? I think um, to me, information risks are more than the technology risks. It's more than about the the the, uh, the bytes and the bits and the, the, the bits of wire, etc. in the technology that hold all the information there. It's really about the people and the organizations that use information and the ways that they use it. And I think um, it's important to see that context. Information is power, as they say, and information is very useful in the wrong hands. So it's important to make sure that it's protected. Um, a good old test used to be, would you really want to see that on the front page of the Sun newspaper? And I think that still applies. A lot of the information that organizations hold, not only in, uh, uh, in, in IT systems, but on paper, is very vital to them and, and could be embarrassing and, and misinterpreted in the wrong hands. So to me, um, the risks and threats are not just about um, the technology, although that's very important, but about the people and about the, the, the paper and about the, the organizations that, um, that, that, that use that data and information. So in your past experiences or, or current, I mean, how have you dealt with these? Well, uh, in the book, we use the, uh, the fundamental um, confidentiality, integrity, availability, which has been around for a very long time, and it's a very useful way of, of assessing risks for any IT situation, looking at the confidentiality of the data and the need to keep that uh, protected and, and safe, looking at the integrity of the data, is it telling you what you think it's telling you, and looking at the availability, making sure it's there when you need it. And I think um, you know anyone starting out in information risk, that's a really good starting point. Certainly when I've met new clients or when I've been to interviews and I've, I've been presented with a scenario, that's always the best way of starting. Most organizations look to one or two standards and frameworks to help manage and mitigate the amount of risks and threats that, that they have. However, You've drawn on many frameworks and approaches such as Agile, COBIT-5, PRINCE-2, and 30, uh, ISO 31000, ISO 27001, ISO 22301, and ISO 38500. Why the, why the wide variety? I think um, the idea of the Fundamental Series is to give people a, a basic background and understanding of, of the whole realm of, um, I, of information risk. And what I've tried to do is to make people aware of the full range of standards that are available. I, I found as well that sometimes it's useful to look at different standards to see a different perspective. So they're all saying broadly similar things on, on the same subject, but it's useful sometimes just to get that different perspective. And um, so what I've tried to do in the book is introduce people to standards they may not have seen before. 
Let me give you an example. I mean, something like Agile, for example. If, if, if you're an IT security specialist, Agile itself may be of interest because that, that's coming into a lot of organizations. And you won't find anything about that in uh, ISO 27001 or even in COBIT 5. So um, I wanted to give the full range of sources that were available to people and make them aware of standards they may not have come across before. Indeed, since um, the book was published, people have come forward to me with even more standards that they're aware of. So um, it was difficult to find the right balance and make sure that I didn't overwhelm the reader with too many standards. But I think we got the balance right. It's appropriate to say that they could, in fact, apply the, the frameworks and methods from each of these uh, frameworks and standards to give a, a robust information risk management environment? I think so. I think sometimes people become obsessed with this particular standard rather than standing back and thinking, well, what are the principles behind it? And what I'm trying to do is to challenge people to think, yeah, okay, you've got to be compliant with that particular standard, but there's a lot of other good advice out there as well, so don't ignore that. And as you say, do a pick and mix approach. So comply with the ones that you really need to comply with, but don't ignore all the other work that's been done. Uh, uh, um, use that when it's appropriate. For those embarking on a career in um, information risk management, what type of challenges will your book prepare them for, do you think? I think it'll t prepare them for, um, it depends on their background. If they're people who have come from audit um, and uh, accounting type backgrounds, it'll prepare them for some of the technology challenges they face. Um, increasingly, we're finding people coming from technology into uh, information risk auditing. I think the biggest challenge for them tends to be cultural and um, thinking in a different way uh, in, in line with, with the audit requirements. Um, as a programmer, you might be interested, for example, in testing a system to make sure that it works. As an auditor, you want to test it to see what happens when it doesn't work. And it's changing that sort of mindset and culture. So um, in, the, in the training that I've done previously for um, uh, people entering the, the, the profession, I've always tried to emphasize that sort of cultural change and make them aware of, of what they need to do in a different way. Um, another example for example, might be that if you've got someone who's a, an IT security specialist, they may come up with a very technical phrase. Um, when they found some kind of vulnerability. Um, that's virtually useless in most organizations on its own because people just won't relate to it. What you have to do is relate it back to business risk and strategic risk. And that's a key theme running through the book, thinking about not just the technology risks, but what it means to the business as a whole and how you express that to the non-technical specialists. So finally, what is the key message or information that you want your readers to take away and affect the way they do business? I want them to um, start to think a bit deeper about what they're doing and looking a bit wider uh, and, and understanding the context of what they're doing. Um, I also want them to look at it and see which areas they're interested in. Um, when I look back and when I was first trained in uh, information risk auditing, the people I was trained with are now doing completely different things. There's quite a wide range of us, um, from specialists in SAP to IT security specialists to people who are in accounting firms, uh, people like myself who are uh, self-employed consultants. 
And I think you know there there is so much that you can do in specialising, but we all still need to keep a general understanding of of the the whole breadth of information risk management and be aware of um, uh, uh, when we need to call in the other specialists. So I think that's the main thing I want people to take away really, thinking about their own career and the way they want to develop, but also making them aware of, of the breadth of information risk management and the areas that they can specialise in if they wish to. That's lovely. Thank you, Chris. Um, you can find his book available on all of our websites across the UK. USA and EU and a link will follow in this blog. Thank you.